You're listening to the Batuta Advocates Weekly News Wrap on Desert Rock FM 96.5. It's that time of the week again. Welcome back to another Batuta Advocate Weekly News Wrap. My name is Clancy Overall, and with me to dissect the week's news from our fledgling regional newspaper is Errol Parker. Great to be here again, Clancy, and thank you. Wendell Hussey is still on annual leave up in Port Douglas with his young family. Yeah, he sent me a picture last night of him standing on the bow of his fishing boat with a lever-action rifle. He tells me he's shot a lot of dolphins. Hopefully he's been sharing the meat around. Well, bottlenose are the wagyu of the sea. You ready to get into it? Let's go. First up, Clancy, one of our most clicked stories of the week. Blocker makes interesting observation that a good team will be hard to beat if they play good. Blocker Roach, legend of the game. Was this article just pointing that out, Clancy? It was, it was, Errol. Uh, Blocker's commentary is second to none. Blocker likes to drink too. He's new as well. He's a cornerstone of the rugby league community, and because of that, he demands the respect of all in that world. Especially the respect of Super League experts who look like a stick of roll-on deodorant. Yes, especially them. Uh, Next, we have a special article that tugged at the heartstrings of everyone in the country. It was a story about those whales getting stuck on a sandbar way down there in Tasmania. Very sad indeed. I'm feeling myself get emotional just thinking about it, actually. Yes, the uh, story that we ran on this tragedy was Japan asked Nation if we're going to eat that. And of course, the answer to that is no. We're going to do what any other well-adjusted nation would do. We're going to either fill them with plastic explosives and blow the whales all over the beachhead, or we're going to drag the corpses out to sea and cut them loose. In these situations, Clancy, it's often sometimes hard to know what the right thing is. If it was up to you, what would you do? I'd most certainly choose to blow them up. I've seen a few videos of that, and it really is spectacular. Especially with the methane, once they've been rotting for a while, it really Mm. blows, and it must stink like shit. Yeah, I'd also like to eat it, I suppose. Uh, Yeah, I've had some dolphin. Um, It's it's quite gamey, tastes a bit like horse, but... Look, if, if it was up to me, I'd probably just meet those two options in the middle and hire a D9 bulldozer and push them all up in a heap on some dry sand and burn them. Yeah, right. Well, I hope our next story restores my faith in humanity. Clancy, uh, just telling you now, it probably won't. One of the biggest news stories of the week came from one of our town's most exclusive boys' schools. Was it Chaucer? As an old Chaucerian, I'd be so, so embarrassed if it was. No, you and your mates are off the hook this time, mate. Um, this particular incident happened at Batuta Grove's Hooton School for Boys, and it involved a muck-up day prank scavenger list, whatever that means. Ah, yes, details of this scavenger hunt were leaked to the newspaper by a disgruntled prefect who was left out of the so-called fun. We published our exclusive on Wednesday with the headline, Society shocked that fuckwit factory has produced even more fuckwits for society. Our paper was scathing to these young boys who will one day grow up to be our bosses, if you believe what they say. Some of the list items on the scavenger hunt included urinating on a homeless man, taking a shit on the electric trolley bus, King hit a cop, smoking a cone, and cream pieing someone. Jesus Christ, it's almost like these extremely overprivileged youngsters have never really done anything. It just makes me so mad. I... I I mean, there's wet behind the ears and then there's this shit. I mean, not everyone can punch a cop and get away with it. You'd, you'd either have to be a politician's son or a son of a judge. Well, most of these little bedwetters are. Well, Clancy, this uh, next story is a bit lighter. It's a tale of hope coming out of Melbourne. Great. I love to see these kind of stories. Yes, the story. Melbourne... Yes, the story. Melbourne bloke is going to do a full fucking week at Revolvo after all this is over. 
was quite popular with our Victorian readers. I didn't think we had any Victorian readers, and I'm not really sure what's so good about Revolver. I mean, sure, it's a fun place, but the last time I was there, Julian Burnside was lying down in the piss trough and no one seemed to care. I mean, people were just pissing all over him. Yeah, I know. I was there. You tried to drag him out of the urinal, but he wouldn't have a bar of you. I know. It, it, like, I, I thought he was unconscious or dead. I, I, I don't know. I, I just don't really get Melbourne at all. I mean, it's a long way from central Queensland, I'll tell you that for free. Everyone was shouting at him, trough boy, trough boy. Had his mouth open, his tongue was out. He had a, a urinal puck in his mouth. Back to the story for a minute. This bloke in lockdown was going to take a little backpack with him into the club with some extra socks, jocks, and some bottled water. Good to see he was planning for everything. I don't know how you'd spend a whole week inside a nightclub. I mean, don't they kick you out to clean the place after a while? Couldn't tell you. Those days are long behind me, but I'll tell you what. We used to carry on at the Yarraka Hotel for days on end. Those were the days. Now you can't do anything. Which brings us on to our last story, because like all parties, they have to stop sometime. And today, the free money party from the government has come to an end. The job keeper and job seeker payments are getting chopped, and nobody knows what in the fuck is going to happen afterwards. And there's one group of people who are now calling for government assistance. Landlords, of course. Am I reading that right? Yep. Another story of ours that received a lot of feedback over the week was PM unveils new rent seeker allowance to help struggling investment property owners. Good to see a government looking after the people here. The nation's property investors have been put to the sword recently. Their tenants have lost their jobs, which means landlords have lost their ability to pay their investment mortgages through the wage slaves that are contractually bound to live inside their houses. Yes, wouldn't it just be an indictment on society if a red-nosed fat prick with a few investment properties under his belt had to pay his own mortgage? Like, I'm talking like those fat old boomer fucks with a neck on them that looks like a wheelbarrow tire of flesh. The type of moral and social and economic handbrakes on our society that would be one of the first types of people to be dangling from a fucking streetlight when the purge happens, mate. Like, Jesus Christ, mate. What the, f- the fuck did the rich man ever do to you? I don't know, mate. I Look, I just want what he has. And, well, like, not all landlords are bad, I guess. That's it, mate. Just dream of being a landlord one day, work hard, and have a red-hot go. Look at the size of those bootstraps on those backsters of yours, mate. Just pull them on until you're Malcolm Turnbull's neighbour. He's a real rags to riches story, that bloke. <laughs> and I think we'll end on that note. Thank you for listening to this week's Batuta Advocate Weekly News Wrap. My name is Clancy Overall. Be kind to each other. And my name is Errol Parker. Remember to tip your landlord for Christmas. It's been tough.